0: New Testament reading this morning is from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15 to 21. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. Pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honourably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, Equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen.
1: Good morning. Every day's a good day when you're walking with the Lord. When you're walking with the Lord, every day's a good day. I, uh, I'm going to endeavour to drum that in over time. Every day's a good day when you're walking with the Lord. Has to be, doesn't it? Let's just uh, let's just pray. Father, we thank you so much that that is the truth. Every day is a good day when we're walking with you. Father, we thank you that whatever we face in life, the struggles, the difficulties that we face, we can face them with joy, face every circumstance that we do face with thanksgiving. So, Lord, we come to your word now, just ever so grateful that, again, your Holy Spirit is here, you are with us, you are within us, and we just make ourselves available, I guess, to the prompting of your spirit right now to have your way in our hearts. And so we give you thanks as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we come to the close of the book of Hebrews. This is the final message. For us in the book of Hebrews, I've been uh, particularly um, encouraged, challenged, um, appreciated the task of studying these words together with you, these being God's words. And in the book of Hebrews, we've seen that the shadows of the former things, the sacrifices that were once offered under the law, they have given way unto the real thing. The real thing. That all that came before was pointing to the perfection of Jesus. I encourage you to go back and read the whole book again. Just read it right through. Won't take that long. Through Jesus we've been invited into a personal heart to heart relationship with our God, God Almighty. Jesus has opened up the way for us to come into the Holy of Holies that is into God's very presence. And so humbly we bow, yet boldly we enter in. Undeserved, yet welcomed at his table. Free, and yet we're held in the palm of his hand. In the previous verses to those that Keith has just read to us, One last time, the speaker, or the writer, sorry, has been speaking of Jesus' sacrifice and he's calling the people to leave their temple-based worship, their worship under Judaism. He desires that they understand again that God can be worshipped anywhere, not just in the temple, their revered temple in Jerusalem. And that worship of God is not through a system, worship of God of God is from your heart instead of endless dead animals the sacrifice that God is looking for is in glad and uninhibited praise and worship it's in thanksgiving and it's in service so we come to verses 15 to 16 Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. So glad and uninhibited praise and worship and doing good deeds, sharing what you have are the sacrifices that please God. And what a wonderful description there is in the fruit of your lips. Have you ever thought about that? What comes out of your mouth is meant to be the fruit, the fruit of your lips. Our words should be fruitful, productive, positive, a blessing that brings praise to God and a blessing that points people to Jesus. Jesus. If we sat with that thought for some time, think about what comes out of our mouths. It's meant to be fruit, always the fruit of praise. How that might change what we say. It was Paul who wrote, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God's will is that we rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. It's God's desire that we offer a continual praise unto him. May the fruit of our lips be a sacrifice of praise. What's been coming out of your lips in these days? Is it a fruit that is sweet unto the Lord? So our thoughtful meditation, our praise of God, in these verses says, is also to be accompanied by good deeds. Early this week I was able to deliver some meals to a couple who are outside of the church, have got nothing to do with this church or perhaps any other church for that matter. But a couple who hadn't eaten for two days, there were various circumstances that had led them to this point. And some of you had previously prepared and cooked meals and they were in the church freezer. And so they were more than grateful for this very simple, good deed. And they know that it came from the church. In your worship of God, let it not just be in your thoughts and your prayers and the songs that you sing, but in your demonstration of good deeds for one another and for others. Often actions speak louder than words. As we come to these verses, remember too that these Hebrew people were in transition and they were also facing persecution. These were tough days that they were in the middle of, that they were facing. They were having their preference for worship under Judaism challenged and their beloved temple would soon be destroyed, utterly destroyed. They would no longer be able to worship God in the way that they had always done, in the way that they'd come, become used to. Yet, the writer says, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. Sometimes we struggle. We struggle to do this, to offer up continually... A sacrifice of praise to God. We we face stressful times, we struggle with prolonged ill health. We may be going through times of depression, maybe facing financial battles, could be a broken relationship that we have no power whatsoever to bring any kind of reconciliation to. Our preferred style of worship may be challenged. Still, we are encouraged to continually offer to God our praise and thanksgiving for who he is and what he continues to do for us. Continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. Sometimes we allow the struggles that we're facing to become too large in our focus. They become all-consuming. That's all we can think about. He says, offer up a praise to God that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. So come back to thinking about God and praising him. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he shall direct your paths. The prophet Isaiah says, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. Now listen to what he does. If you look to lift your eyes to the heavens, to your everlasting God, he gives strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak. Those who hope in the Lord will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not be faint. If you're feeling weary, if you're feeling weak, then look to the Lord. Come back to the Lord. Focus in on the Lord and praise his name. Offer continual praise for who he is, for what he's done for you, for what he continues to do for you. He'll give strength to the weary. He'll give power to the weak. Verse 17 then follows with the thought of doing good toward your leaders. There's been this pray for others, praise the Lord, do good for others. Now there's the thought of doing good toward your leaders why? Because we're all in this together. Verse 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will give, have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Well, that makes sense. I don't, I don't like preaching on a verse like this. Um, firstly, because you may interpret this or interpret this as a way of me coming at you with a big stick to keep you in line. Obey your leaders and submit to them. Come on. (laughs) Oh, if only it was that easy. (laughs) Secondly, because of the, the responsibility that is afforded to leaders, we're reminded that we are held to a higher degree of accountability, And I don't like to be reminded of that. It's a good reason not to be a leader. But God does call people to lead. He calls people to lead, to teach, to instruct, to warn the flock. He calls people into these positions. Unfortunately, though, we live in a world today that has little to no respect toward authority, partly due to the misuse of power and the resultant corruption that takes place. We've learnt to doubt the integrity of those in in leadership. In fact, we've learnt to mistrust them. Yet, God is saying that the church is meant to be different than the world. God in his word repeatedly regards his people as sheep in need of a shepherd. And shepherds are to look after the sheep and not rule over them. So beware the shepherd who wants to dictate or dominate or direct you for their own advantage. Steer clear of such shepherds. But I believe this passage also reminds all of us that leaders are human beings too. And the heavy load of leadership can very quickly take its toll. We can lead shepherds, leaders can lead from a position of joy or from a position of groaning due to the difficulties that they face. And so they're human beings. And in the church... A church like ours, we have such a variation in preferences that there is no possible way that the leadership can ever meet everybody's preference even when it comes to style of worship. If we were to try to do that, we would have four to five different style worship services every Sunday. Within a church made up of all age groups and a church of a multitude of church backgrounds from liturgical and traditional right through to Pentecostal and charismatic with such a variation within us, then the desires and the preferences are amplified. And again, this passage reminds us that worship's not about our preferences. It's not about preferences of style, but rather the position of one's heart. Trying to meet preferences is more than problematic and it can be more than draining for those in leadership and no wonder they groan. But as one pastor put it, leading a church can be like trying to take a cat for a walk. But I want to come back to the words obey your leaders and submit to their authority and that was the, the uh, version that Keith brought to us. I went back to the Greek, and the word obey means to place your confidence in. That's a different connotation to obey. Place your confidence in or trust them. And the word submit means to yield. Further, the word authority isn't in the Greek at all. And so a better rendition perhaps would be this... Put your confidence in your leaders and yield to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls. Again, the church is meant to be different to what occurs in the world. As your spiritual leaders put their confidence in the Lord and yield to Him, you do likewise. You put your confidence in the Lord and you yield to Him, as you also put your confidence in your leaders and yield to them as they yield to the Lord and so it's all under the Lord and we saw this when we went through the process of building a relocation it was a wonderful transition in short this verse is saying that for those who are under spiritual leadership then we should cooperate as much as possible And so could I encourage you to to do just as the writer then suggests. Pray for us. Pray for us for we are sure that we have a clear conscience desiring to act honourably in all things. And this is the position that godly leadership comes from. Oftentimes your eldership face complex decisions quite complex decisions. I want to ensure you that we are always endeavouring to do all things honourably. We don't make decisions lightheartedly or without careful thought and prayer. We seek the Lord and his direction. We seek to align our decisions with scripture. We seek to respect government legislation insurance requirements, but always putting our confidence in God and yielding to him. But the load of the pastor, the load of the preacher, the load of the elder, the load of any leader, for that matter, whatever position a leader may be in, in the church, it's not an easy one. And for most of the leaders in this church, they've not taken on these positions because they want to. I don't believe the leaders in this church want power or authority. They're actually reluctant leaders. They lead because God has called them into these positions of leadership. They not only deserve, but they need your prayers, encouragement, and support so I think we often forget that ministers, pastors, elders, leaders are normal, emotive human beings too and often lead reluctantly. But I must say that I'm very grateful for all of you who do pray for us. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers, for your support. I know there have been times over the years through difficult times in ministry when the Lord has strengthened and he's brought encouragement just when and where it was needed. So continue to pray as we pray for you. Thus we come to the closing benediction and these are beautiful words of blessing and they begin by pointing out that God is our God of peace. May God equip you with everything good so that you may do his will such that he is glorified forever. Amen? Our God of peace, we were reminded whether it was last week or the week before, our God of peace calls us to be a people of peace. Peace. To live in peace with everybody, says the writer of Hebrews. Our God of peace brought Jesus back from the dead and he is our great shepherd. Jesus is our great shepherd and he doesn't rule over us. But he looks after us. He's our helper, as we were thinking last week. He's our helper by the Holy Spirit. And by his blood, we're under a new covenant that's opened up the way for us into that personal heart-to-heart relationship with almighty God. Appreciated the thoughts that Gordon brought to us this morning. That we commune. And as he communes with us, we're invited and welcomed into the Lord's presence. So humbly we bow, yet boldly we come so undeserved, yet welcomed at his table, free and yet held within the palm of his glorious hand. And he is equipping us and transforming us so that we might praise him continually and serve him with gladness such that he is glorified. Once again, the Lord has been tying all of this together and this is the last paragraph that I'd written. Remember John 15 and the reference to the vine and the branches. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. And by the way, you are not an individual branch but we together are a branch We are the branches. But you think about the fruit-bearing process. Without the vine, the branch can do nothing. You and I can do nothing unless we are attached to the vine. We get our life from Christ. But the vine cannot bear fruit without the branch. God depends upon us to be fruitful, to bring him glory, individually but also corporately. May he equip us that we may accomplish together that which is pleasing, both within our practical ministry and within our character as he transforms us. Can we pray for one another? Can we work together? Can we all seek to do all things with integrity, honour and respect? Together can we be a branch? Can we be fruitful? Let's pray. Father, we are just so grateful for your word and the way that you speak to us through your word. We thank you that we are a part of a body. That we are branches together, united in Christ. Father, help us not to look at our, our Christianity, our relationship with you as just an individual experience. But that we are in this together. So the writer of Hebrews is constantly trying to say, forsake not the gathering of the brethren. Come together. Work together. Forgive one another. Pray for one another. Bless one another. And so, Lord, we, we do pray that you would help us to do just that, that you would be glorified in and through us. Your name would be lifted up. Help us, Father, in whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, to praise your name. Help us not to allow those circumstances to become too big in our focus, but to remember that you are greater than all of these things. And so we thank you as we commit ourselves, our church, to you. Be glorified in and through us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.